Hello, hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Parks. Thanks for joining us today. We are talking about 2020 in review, and I am joined with Anthony Iraqi. How are you? Hey, Becky. I am doing fantastic, despite the circumstances and the odds. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, we we're recording this a week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I still have some things to do. Very important. I need to wrap presents under the tree. Um, but I think for the most part, like I've done all of my Christmas shopping. So I feel pretty good about that. Bought this, his first bike, and I'm just so excited. And we've been talking about how we want to give it to him early. So you know, that's what's going on in my head, probably not related or relevant to what's going on in your head. What are you doing the week leading up to Christmas? Well, you know, I pride myself on being a very good, thoughtful gift giver. Um, And so it's kind of hard this year because with everything going on, I wasn't able to get out to all the local shops and all the things that I wanted to do. But luckily, uh, a lot of places around here started putting their things on Etsy And I've never been a big like Etsy shopper. Um, I've heard about it, but it's just one of those things that's always been a bit beyond me. So I was able to get a ton of gifts taken care of, all really cool things I think my family will like, and then just straight ship them to my family in Michigan. So I was pretty happy about that, that I could still keep that magic alive because, you know, it's part of the fun for me is getting cool things for people. Um, But we are wrapping up as well. And it's kind of one of those crazy times of year where, it's slowing down because our fall programs are all just coming to an end. Whereas our winter spring programs begin on January 4th, which is my birthday, by the way, but begin on January 4th. And so it's like the two weeks of like holiday break, also the two week craziness before a program starts where you've got all the stuff and the questions and people trying to get in last minute and all these other things. So I don't know. I think maybe in the future, I might give myself a, cushion after the new year before I start things up again, just to kind of relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a crazy time. It's like, you need more of a transition period between the last year and the new year, instead of just jumping right into it. Oh much. yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk back on this year and we're going to start with some positivity. So, you know, I've, you know, from an outsider's perspective, looking at some of the things that you've done, like you've, despite a lot of the world circumstances, you had a pretty good year. What were some things that you were happy about that you accomplished? Yeah. And so I do preface this with sensitivity that, you know, I had some successes this year and I know that for a lot of other people, there were challenges, ups and downs. And so before I talk about it, I don't want it to go into it seeming like I'm just gonna be like, Oh, it was so great. Like I get that despite everything, I've been very fortunate. Um, but I'm very cognizant, you know, cognizant of the fact that a lot of people have not been so fortunate. So it's any of our listeners that had a challenging year, I feel for you, um, you know, looking out for you and want to see 2021 be successful for you. But back to answer your question, I feel like I did have a year of kind of like ups and downs. It was a very like high, low, high, low, high, low kind of year. Um, you know, it started with something as simple as winning a fantasy football league for the first time in a decade. Nice. And then like you asking me to come on the podcast and that's kind of launching that thing. And then every, you know, March, everything just kind of like, we all know what happened. And so 
then through there, it's been this like really ups and down and ebbs and flows with challenges at work and relationships and personal life. And, but I did, um, you know, I was fortunate enough this year to receive the Robert W. Crawford Young Professional of the Year Award from NRPA. I was fortunate enough to get a Pace Setter um, Alumni Award from my alma mater, Ferris State University. And I feel like I feel like being a part of the podcast and my past experiences really set me up to be successful with the virtual environment. And so I've had the chance to do a lot more speaking at conferences Mm -hmm. just because it's simply, you know, pressing record or something I'm very comfortable with in regards to, you know, talking into a microphone at a screen, which is kind of what we do with this. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been good. It hasn't been perfect or great. Um, There have been some challenges, but it has been good. And it's just kind of a, kind of a, kind of a crazy year. So yeah. Yeah. So when you are kind of looking at this next year, are there any things that you did this year that you want to continue to do? You know, I'd really like to build on the momentum of what we have going on with the show. I think that it's kind of interesting to me because I'll officially no longer be be a young professional on January 4th. So the age it is 35 and under, and so I'll be 36. And, um, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, it's like entering into a new phase. So it's closing a chapter of my life. I achieved a lot under that designation in terms of what I accomplished and, you know, the awards and the recognition and what I've been able to do and launch and personal branding and everything. But in a way, it's almost like stepping now into something, you know, greater, something bigger, because a lot of the things that are out there, those kind of next level steps are people that step those, you know, awards or people that step into that recognition have been in the field for a really long time. And when you hear their story, just what they've managed to accomplish in their career is really impressive. And so I think that looking into some very, some broader goals, some bigger ideas, some progression of my career and progression with um, the things that we do in terms of the show and other avenues that I'm going down, I'd really like to just, you know, take this foundation that I've laid and start to expand on that as much as I can in an effort to have, you know, impact and build community and belonging and all these other things. So it's, it's like going, it's like a new day, effectively, a new era of my life will begin with a new year. Yeah, that's that actually that's interesting that your birthday falls on January 4th because it really like every time my birthday comes around in April I'm like all right got to start fresh I'm you know it's a whole new year <laughs> but like yours is really at the beginning so um that's interesting what has that done for your goal setting mind are you one for resolutions Um you know it kind of like depends like off and on obviously this time of year it's always fun I think that I think that when it comes to New Year's resolutions, I didn't always tie it into my birthday specifically. Um, it's almost like it's cool because it's at the start of the year. So there's always that benchmark of a year. <clears throat> but at the same time, too, it tends to get overshadowed by everything else that's happening. Um, but I think that as I've gotten older, you know, it is, it is something I'm more like is more on the forefront of my mind, but it hasn't historically been, I wish I had a cooler answer for you. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Sorry. It's all good. Uh, (laughs) All right. So let's talk about things that didn't go as planned. So what didn't meet your expectations this, this year? What didn't meet my expectations? Well, 
I mean, I, I know you had sent this to me ahead of time too. And I, and I tried to kind of think through it and think, and again, I think that, I think it's a hard question for me to answer because I felt like I adapted so well to everything that was happening. And I was able to really take advantage of the situation. So you ever heard of the phrase, it's actually a book, but it's a phrase too. Um, the obstacle is the way. Yeah, I have. And so I, I really kind of took that mindset that the obstacle is the way this is where we are at. These are the changes. And these are the things that we are going to move forward with and we're going to progress with. And so I think I, I utilize that as an opportunity to say, okay, like we know that things are different. We know that things aren't going to be going the way that we want them to be. But it, it's hard to really just dwell on something that you can't change. You don't have any control over and all you can really do is do your best to navigate that situation. And so, you know, it has been kind of an oddly, an oddly successful year for me. Um, and in terms of things that didn't really go well, I guess, I mean, I guess, okay, okay, okay. So I'll give you an answer on that. So I think there was some like virtual opportunities I did that I thought were going to be really popular, some programming that I thought I was going to put in. Um, a few different things that way that didn't really take. And I felt like that was kind of disappointing because we did so much work in, in March and spring to redevelop, redevelop, redevelop our, our program offering for the summer. Mm -hmm. And it was probably like, I mean, we reinvented summer maybe like three or four times. We were constantly, constantly changing and adapting. And so when people didn't really respond to it and things fell flat, that was, that was a bit disappointing just because of the effort that, that went into it. Um, and so I, I think some people can probably relate to that on the operational standpoint, but, but outside of things like that, it wasn't necessarily, there wasn't anything that really kind of shuttered down besides maybe some trips being canceled and things that people and mass experienced that weren't really necessarily special to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, aren't we so grateful though, to still to be in that position and to look back and be like 2020 in general, just total up in the air and, you know, so much loss, so much sadness, so much anxiety. But if you came out of this year feeling like, you know what, my life is still good. You know, I still can see some positivity through this. I still see that how, you know, like my life circumstances, I'm, I'm, making it through, then we should certainly consider ourselves lucky and, and most definitely privileged, um, in many ways. Um, and I think one of the things that I would like to focus on too, it's like, so, so many people in our field were furloughed or, you know, as you said at the beginning, like just had different circumstances. And it's also about finding how those types of negative experiences or, you know, just th things that happen in your life, what did they teach you about yourself? So, you know, maybe if, if you don't have anything that comes to mind, I'm, I'm sure that you learned things about yourself. Um, I know for me, I learned that I still have the tendency to overcommit myself and to think that I can handle so much more than I actually can. And I realized actually that that's just part of me feeling like I need to please other people or like that. I feel like I have to come in and save the day, um, for other people's work situations or 
for my own situations. And so that revelation this year has been huge for me. So I can figure out like when I'm going down that rabbit hole, when am I trying to save other people? When am I trying to, um, you know, really like just do something out of pleasing others rather than doing what I feel like is right for me. And in line with my intention that I set out for, but what about you? What did you learn about yourself? I think I learned about myself this year that there's a lot that you can handle, um, a lot that I can handle emotionally and mentally and, you know, utilize the tools and the resources around me to persevere through those feelings. And so there was a lot of stress and there was a lot of anxiety and worry and kind of fear of the unknown. And, you know, I, I experienced that as I'm sure many of our listeners had as well, too. But I was able to, you know, with with the help of my network and my community and even the help of my therapist, so I do see a therapist as well, able to kind of overcome those feelings to the best of my, my capacity. And so, you know, I realized that there's a way to approach things and a mindset to keep and a positive outlook to try your best to maintain and that, you know, everything everything happens for a reason. And this too shall pass, they say. And so we have to definitely take the time and the opportunity to take care of ourselves, our own mental health, our own physical health and our own well being. And in doing so, that's how we're able to turn around as essential park and rec professionals, and take care of the communities that we serve. Because right now, like just as much as we are challenged our community is challenged as well, but we're tasked with being the caretaker and we're tasked with being a part of the team that, you know, can we still offer programs and opportunities for the social and emotional health of the people that we engage with while at the same time taking care of our own social and emotional health when our own opportunities might be limited and things that we like to do. So I'd say that's one of the big things I learned about myself is that my own my resolve and personal strength and that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to rely on others. And it's okay. Like, like you said, like sometimes you are so caught up with, you know, helping others and taking care of them, but we have to look out for ourselves initially because if not, then that's just, it's, it's not a service to us and it's really not a service to the communities we serve either. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are there any, habits or patterns this past year that you noticed about yourself that you were really trying to phase out? You know, I think that, I think that going through this year as a year of growth, I think that sometimes I can get in the pattern of being in my head a little bit too much. Um, and not, not really, it's not that I'm not forthcoming with some information, but maybe it's just, I assume that others might know things that they don't, or I've worked it all out in my head. And I have, I, somebody did tell me this year that is, has stuck with me a little bit as they said, you know, you need to like let people in. And I think that that had meaning on multiple levels. And so I've tried to work on being more transparent, <clears throat> more putting myself out there and more being honest and for better or worse. And so, I mean, these are things I talk about personal branding, the reflections of your genuine self. And if you Google my name, I, you might be surprised to think that I, I, something I think about is like transparency because I'm all over 
the internet when it pops up, like all my stuff that's out there. But I think sometimes too, it's, it's that holistic approach to a person. And so, you know, it's easy to kind of sometimes celebrate everyone's successes and the highlight reel, but you know, we all struggle with different things. And so, you know, I, I spent some time as well, just, you know, being more open with those people that are close to me and being more open with people at work, asking for help and, and kind of having those conversations in a reflection to know that, you know, there's, and there's sometimes there's people that maybe know things that I don't know. And somebody takes a viewpoint that I haven't considered, or <clears throat> maybe they take a viewpoint that, you know, I, I, at the time in the past, I was like, well, I don't, I wasn't something I experienced. I didn't really know about. And so when they open my eyes to that, it's been very helpful. And I think that, you know, through this year, we've seen, you mentioned the word privilege before. So through this year, you know, we've seen the, the impact of privilege on our the communities that we serve. And through this year, we've seen what, what happens through multiple avenues in the society that we live in. And so I think, you know, just this year, spending time as well, opening myself up to learning more and understanding more and working and talking with individuals who have lives and experiences outside of my own has helped me be more transparent with myself as well. Talk about maybe some of my own, you know, biases that I had in the past and going down that avenue of learning and really growing with other professionals in the field and then, you know, participating in programs and opportunities outside of parks and recreation. Yeah, I mean, what an interesting year it's been in terms of expanding our mindset and our perspective. And really, I think it's interesting through the podcast, we've been able to not only like open up the avenues so we can talk to more people, but also it's it's kind of been like, wait, how how are we really facilitating these conversations? Like, you know, I think that actually anybody who is public facing has a role in making sure that all voices are heard and that our podcast in itself is reflective of the professionals that are in this field. And also that the professionals in our field are reflective of the communities that we serve. And so um, it's been a really eye-opening experience, definitely challenged some of the unconscious things that I've had in my head that kind of, you know, or judgments that I didn't realize that I had, um, but a learning experience for sure. So when we talk about, you know, next year and reprioritizing things, um, I'd love to talk about some of the goals actually that we set at the beginning of this year, because I went back and listened to it. And so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna expose us for, (laughs) for what we are. We were so optimistic. Um, well, I'll say that I was, I think that you actually seemed like you met a lot of those, but one of mine was that I thought I would be traveling one to two times a month. (laughs) Ha ha. Um, and I thought I would be doing that with a new baby. So if we can all just take a moment to. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but have you seen that a comedian, she did it where she read her list of 2020 goals and she laughed, cried the whole time. No, you know who it was? <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, what to put it in the show notes. I'll send the link, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very relatable, very relatable. So 
Yeah. Well, and it's funny. So let's, let's go through these. So your goals for the year were to create more and consume less, learn and connect with more people in the industry, learn about other topics outside about parks and recs, so really step into the learner role, give back to your community and be more artistic. Do you know what any of those mean? <laughs> Do I not be more artistic? Um, yeah, I would, you know, those are some pretty solid goals at the time. I would say that I wouldn't say that I consumed less, but I definitely created more and maybe my consumption kind of rose with it. Um, but I also think that there's a parallel between consuming and creating. And so that's where you get inspired, right? So it's like, what are you consuming? You know, is it making your life better is inspiring you to do more? Um, you know, I definitely networked. I definitely, I did get, you know, the community give back piece. I did some work with the Sierra club this year, um, in terms of like the every kid in every park pass and the, uh, conservation Congress here in Wisconsin. So I was really happy about that. I was engaged with, you know, my state association as well too, working with the, the local, um, Milwaukee parks foundation. So I, I think I did, I was able to kind of hit those goals and champion some local causes. Um, in terms of <clears throat> in terms of being a learner outside of that, I feel like that's where maybe it was hard to really dedicate myself to things outside because a lot of those a lot of those learning opportunities I feel like happen in person. Um, and so a lot of the things that I would want to be doing just weren't necessarily occurring. And I feel like I was very caught up with parks and recreation this year, just because it was such a big year for our industry in terms of what was happening in terms of the pandemic, in terms of, you know, some of the societal issues that we had and everything that went on to it, you know, we were kind of at the forefront and highlighted. And so I wanted to really be in the mix with that because I felt that it was so important. And then in terms of creating more art, I did do some more painting. Um, I do find painting to be therapeutic and my mom's house is turning into a personal art gallery at this point. Um, she <laughs> likes it, so I just give it to her so it doesn't clutter up my space. But yeah, I, I would say that for the most part, for the most part, I kind of hit I hit those. How about you? How did you do besides, you know, thinking you were going to traverse the world with a newborn? <laughs> um, well, I also said I would become an advocate for my local community. So I wanted to like go to more city council meetings for the town where I live. And I didn't do that um, for many reasons, uh, but that's okay. The other one was be present with my family and baby milestones. I didn't realize how present I would be because I was, <laughs> I was so a lot. Saw it all. Yeah. I saw every single moment. <laughs> um, so I met that goal, which is good. And then share inspiration and advice on the podcast consistently. So I, I honestly feel like we did that. We did, I think, 30 episodes this season, um, really from June until the end of November. We were consistent every Thursday. And I think that is a huge milestone to accomplish. So, yay. That, no, seriously, that was amazing. The fact that we put out that much content this year <clears throat> some weeks we did like more than one a week as well too and i mean we have like we still have like stuff that you and i recorded or like the the stuff that's just like i did or marissa we've got like 
it was a lot. We did a lot this year with the podcast. I'm very impressed with the direction we took it. Yeah. I mean, it, it really evolved. And I think, you know, having you, even in the beginning of this past year, we sat down and talked about, you know, what would it look like for this to turn in more into let's talk parks and stuff. Becky talks parks. I can't believe that was just earlier this year. Um, and I didn't know if I was ready for that, to be honest, because moving that into kind of this bigger brand meant that I was going to have to show up like in a way that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with. Um, when it's something under your name, it can feel like, oh, well, it's just my opinion. It's just my perspective. It's my passion project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel at the Antonian parks. Yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, it's like freeing. You can like express your creativity, but like putting it under Let's Talk Parks, it means that more people can relate to it and they see themselves in your, you know, in your brand, I guess. So mm -hmm. how has your experience been? I like you basically created, you were part of Let's Talk Parks, but then you also created Anthony and Parks. Yeah, that was such an interesting thing too. So initially, so I enjoy writing. Um, and if you look at the blog, it's, it's slowed down recently. I need to, I have some ideas in my head for things I want to write about just in a matter of kind of getting there. But it started as a place to kind of house my like past writing and periodicals and different things that I'd done. So if I ever wanted to reach out, I think one of my goals was try to write for, um, you know, like outside magazine or something like that. And, but if you need a portfolio, it was supposed to be a portfolio, not a LinkedIn account, but like a, a written portfolio. And then I was like, Oh, Hey, that's kind of cool. I can just kind of flow with it and write about whatever I want. And then, um, you know, it took me a while to get the, the name and the website and everything down. And then I think it really took a next step with the logo. And so my niece, who is in college, a graphic design student, actually made that. And then she colorized it for me. And I think once I had that to kind of fall behind and put everything together with, it just became a lot of fun to me. <clears throat> so I've really had fun just, you know, the logo has different color schemes for different holidays. I think I have Fourth of July or like, you know, there's a red, white and blue one. There's a Christmas colored one. There's um you know i have a rainbow colored one i have the, the park and rec month one and she she's busy but when she gets a chance she'll send me more so i'm going to keep adding to that just to kind of you know just like celebrate and share and as much as i can with others but it's it's been a, a very enjoyable experience but i almost feel like it's kind of interesting because i am like between the two and so you know, it's like, it's like being a part of Let's Talk Parks, but also having the Anthony and Parks. But I feel like I just gravitate towards our show and our podcast and what you and myself and Marissa and we all do. And so I feel that that, that connection to really like build and enhance and do things with it and be a part of it. And, you know, always when I do my talking and speaking, you know, I'll have that as my background on Zoom if I can. Um, you know, I always promote it and talk about it. And I hope that you notice, like, you know, after I've done something, we start to like tick up and like followers and whatnot, people start to find it. But it's it's good to be bought. <clears throat> it's good to be a part of that. But then the other piece, the Anthony and Parks is just kind of my, I think I can be a little bit like sillier there, um, especially with the content I put out. So I'm always, 
ordering off of sticker mule it'll be like 10 pins for 10 bucks or 10 stickers for 10 bucks so i just always take advantage of that and then i share it and then i just like people say they like it so i just ship it out for free um because it's cool but yeah it's, it's it's been interesting though being in between the two of them but we had a conversation about that way back when we launched i mean Honestly, Becky, that was that took us a while to get from Becky Talks Parks to Let's Talk Parks. We had a lot of work to do and a lot to figure out. That was quite the growing experience. It really was. And I don't remember the exact month that we started that conversation. So if you do, like, let's, I, I kind of want to know. I think it was because the first few episodes we did, we used your logo on it because i remember making those graphics in canva Mm -hmm. and i think it was probably i remember having these conversations in my basement (laughs) so it was during lockdown um Mm -hmm. so probably like march and april yeah yeah i mean really when i think about it it was the beginning of this year we were we did like our goal setting Mm -hmm. episode and we even into April, we did our power episode with Kara Kish together. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't until June, middle of June that we made the official switch, but there was so much planning that went on because when you, first of all, when you build your personal brand, as I'm sure you've been telling everyone, there's, it's a lot that goes into that. Um, you know, beyond Mm -hmm. even just your brand, it's your, maybe it's your website, but it's also like this identity that you're holding on to. Oh, and letting go of that. It's just, it can be difficult. It's kind of, to be honest, it was probably an ego thing. Just like, I'm not ready if I'm really, I'm not sure if I'm ready to let other people own this project. Um, well, you had done so much work with it too, because you started a few years before. I remember when you first launched your podcast. You have, I mean, anybody that's listening, there's a whole back catalog of shows that I hope people go back and take a listen to, because you did a lot of really hard work with it initially, and that was what 2016 ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I did my. I started as a blog in 2016, and I think 2017 is when I started recording phone calls with other people mm-hmm. in the field. So yeah, I mean, it's like a, it was um, a project straight out of my soul, you know? So, yeah. but what I realized through this process is that it's so much more rewarding. Number one, when more people can find it and you feel like it's not just like your own little bubble, but like it's getting out there to everyone. And also like, I don't think that I would have committed to such a, this, the schedule that we had this year. I mean, the amount of episodes that we were able to get out because we had three people interviewing and like getting the content out there, spreading the word, we accomplished so much that I would have never been able to accomplish this year, especially with the new baby. So it like, it really does take teamwork to make the dream work. And I do want to, <clears throat> I do want to give a plug at this point because there was somebody else behind the scenes doing some work on all of this, um, Aaron Wern. And so she had reached out initially um, during lockdown. I think she went into a situation where she was potentially furloughed park and rec professional out of New Jersey. I think she has an Instagram account, park and recommendations. Um, 
she had reached out to me doing kind of like the virtual personal assistant. And I remember that I, because, you know, I thought I had so much going on, but um, we were all busy. But I remember just asking her, like, hey, like, here's what I'm doing with the podcast. Here's what I could use some help with. And she and I worked together and collaborated on a couple things there, plus some stuff with Anthony and Parks as well. And she was awesome. And so I know that I kind of worked with her predominantly. Um, she helped me out with things that kind of cross over to both brands, but she was definitely a part of helping me set stuff up, helping me put some forms together, helping me look over things and go through it. So I've been meaning to give her a shout out basically this entire time. Um, and so I definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely want to give her her due because she has been awesome and we're still having conversations, but things have kind of slowed down and changed a little bit. But during when things are kind of hectic, she was helping me out on that kind of virtual assistant component. So shout out to has, Aaron. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron. Yeah, it really does. It takes a village. Um, I was talking to Marissa earlier. We're doing a similar type of episode with her and we were talking about it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to, to create a brand to get out there. I mean, people, we've talked about this before that there are um, entire jobs and careers around creating a podcast. And this is just, you know, what we do on the side because we love it and enjoy it. So thank you, Anthony, for all the work that you put in this year and, you know, for making the plug and different presentations that you've made. I mean, I really, I feel like it's, it's made the name go further and to help expand its reach and, you know, I think we're ready to move on to 2021 and make something out of it. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed, I've definitely enjoyed sharing it and talking with people and championing everything. And it's been a lot of fun doing all that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I have to thank you for the opportunity because I mean, a year ago, I was just, you know, a guy that was on your show in like 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now we're part of the crew. So it's been good. So thank you, Becky, for the vision and the opportunity and your leadership with all this. It's been a very fortunate experience for me. Yeah, of course. So, and I want to talk, like wrap this episode up knowing that we're not going to get into like all of 2021 and what we want to accomplish and all of that, but maybe it would be helpful just to like set some sort of intention behind 2021. Like what, if you were to look at kind of an overarching view of this next year, what do you, what do you want to do? And maybe it's not like a list of accomplishments, but it's, it's more of like, how, how do you want to go into 2021? Um, my word for 2021 is going to be build. I want to build. I feel like we have laid a very strong foundation with the show. I feel that I've laid a strong foundation with Anthony and Parks. And I've laid a very strong foundation as a young professional and kind of going back to what I had talked about with entering that new era away from this designation, just into this new, this new field. And so I think that everything that I've done and worked for and the network I built and the people that I work with and the opportunities I've had has all been for this kind of moment in my life, for this next phase. And so 
you know, I want to build Let's Talk Parks with you and Marissa and everybody else into where we want to take it next. I really want to build Anthony and Parks as well. I want to build, you know, programs in my community. I want to build impact within the industry. I want to work with professionals all across the country. And, you know, we've done some stuff with World Urban Parks as well, across the world as well, too, to really take this to the next level. And one thing that has really stood out to me, and, and I'll always be honest with you, I, I find inspiration from watching others who I'm inspired by. And I don't always claim that everything is, you know, originally my idea. And so one thing that I saw somebody else talking about, somebody that I follow um, closely, who's actually kind of local to Milwaukee, is they talk a lot about building belonging. And I think that that's very powerful, you know, building belonging. It's a way of saying, you know, building a sense of community, but how can we continue to do that with Let's Talk Parks and the community that we have, you know, building our belonging of our listeners and our community? How can I building build a belonging around me as well too? How can Parks and Recreation build belonging with in the face of so many challenges that we've seen play out this year in terms of, you know, what's going on with society and, you know, opportunities with, you know, diversity, you know, equity and inclusion and just what we talked about way back when in 2017, when I first came on your show about how parks are a great unifier in our society. And in times when things seem so divisive, how can we use our tools to build? And I think that I'm not going to say build again because I probably said it like 20 times right now, but that's where my mind's at in 2021. And I think we can get there and I think we can really have an impact and I think we can make it work. That sounds exciting. Whenever I hear your vision, I, I always like have extra energy behind me. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, Anthony. Yes. <laughs> I like that. That's good to know. No, it is. I mean, you, and that I think is one of your super strengths is that like you have a really strong vision for the future and you're excited about it. And, um, that's a beautiful thing. I also get very energized and excited. Um, and actually that is one of the reasons why I've decided that my word or my intention for 2021 is simplify to amplify. So uh, I've noticed that I get very inspired, excited, jazzed about all of these cool things that other people are doing um, and about all the things I think that I should be doing. And then I'll just like go over and beyond what I have the time or capacity to do. And mm -hmm. then in that process, I end up diluting my work and like the quality of that original idea because I've overcommitted. And I think, you know, this past month I've completely gone off social media. I've like deleted all the apps on my phone and like, I'm just not checking it and it's really done a lot of good for my mental clarity. I okay. can't, yeah, I know. I can't tell you the last time that like I allowed myself to be bored 
And there's something really magical that happens when you allow yourself to be bored. And when you find yourself just like picking up your phone to fill the dead space, something, yeah. So something happens in that space when you choose to not pick up your phone or you choose to not just like mindlessly scroll Instagram. And I think what happens in that space is that is your inspiration, right? Like that's not anybody else like anybody's telling you what they're doing or what their plans are. It's you and like your truest self coming out and saying, you know what you should, it's like a little nudge. Like you should go ask that, you know, guy for an, for an interview or for, Mm -hmm. you know, that opportunity or, you know, maybe you should go read that book. You might just get the, the idea that you need. Um, and so the idea is really to like simplify the noise and kind of make room in your life for what is most true for you. And, and while you are doing that, you will be able to come across with more clarity and energy and space and time in order to actually pursue that one thing more clearly. And so I think that if I can do that this year, um, I will feel much better. Now that also means though, is that I have got to enjoy, uh, missing out on certain opportunities and that I kind of got my foot in the door this year. If, if you've ever had like a a baby before, you know, how much like you want to do things, but you really can't because now you're in bed at, you're not in bed, but your baby's in bed by 6 PM. And so it's like, you know, there's just a lot of like this, I want to do this, but I really can't, I can't fit it all in. And so, but that actually, I think can be kind of a strength. If you think about it, like in order to do what I really want in my in the deepest part of me, I'm going to have to tune out so that I can tune in. I think that that is awesome. And I completely agree. And I think that that's something that I've thought about as well this year in terms of, you know, capacity and opportunities and what's going on in your life. And at some point you just have to accept what you can and accept what you're going to miss out on and accept what you can do, but when you prioritize it in the way that you're talking about and you understand it, then you can manage it and move forward with it. Yeah. I, I think that we just have to be really aware of where our time is going and what our unconscious habits are. So can I ask you a question, Becky? Yeah. You're very tech techy. You like technology, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about simplifying to amplify And so are you going to turn into one of those people that just wears the same clothes every single day? So they don't have to waste mental capacity on it. Like you're going to wear like a black turtleneck from now on. (laughs) Probably not a black (laughs) turtleneck, but if you like, (laughs) if you knew me, you would know that like, actually I do wear the same thing a lot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what I was like envisioning. Like from now on, when I see you, it's just going to be like your outfit. (laughs) I know. I I bought some new clothes the other day, like mm-hmm. on a Black Friday sale. I'm like, this is me for 2021. This is me. I've got my like I'm wearing teal and purple. Those are my colors this next year. And um, I'm just gonna go with it. Try to eliminate mm-hmm. the decisions that you don't have to make so that you can focus on, you know, more high-level decision making. 
you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of strength in that. I really, I agree with that mindset. And I think that if you read a lot about people who, you know, in different industries and people who make decisions or where they go, it is, you only have so much mental capacity in a day. So the less decisions you have to make, the more time you can commit to other things. All right. So as we wrap up, any final thoughts? 2020 see you later next time we chat will be in 2021 i know can you, i'll be 36 i'll no longer be a young professional um yeah i my final thoughts would just be again you know thank you to you um thanks to marissa thanks to aaron the whole team everybody i've worked with this year thanks to the community of listeners you know everybody's been great and growing and we've had a lot of fun i've got to get to know a lot of different people and again, I know, you know, it's, it's been hard for a lot of us and there's been ups and downs and challenges. And I think, you know, I think for a lot of people just kind of getting by and getting through the year and just getting to where we're at now is a lot and it's enough. And I look forward to next year. I look forward to closing the door on 2020 and, you know, working towards building bigger, better and grander things with everybody that's involved. So I'll leave 2020 with that. And I will hope to see all of you in 2021 moving forward. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah. Thank you.